This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Hey, everybody. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today. And we had so many Thanksgiving-themed questions that we thought we'd put it all together. Oh, it's such a big topic. Oh, it's a big topic. So let's go big. Is it still true that you shouldn't talk about politics at Thanksgiving? I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good rule for a reason. I actually think it's gotten more so. Has it though? Do you think it was better, you know, 30 years ago, 50 years ago? Are we actually living in different times? I don't know. I I do feel like there's so much arguing on the internet. Yeah. That it's almost like I need more than ever to not argue. Yeah, sometimes I need a space where I just don't argue. Yeah. You just need a space of soft foods. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking about this, like, Okay, let's say you wanted to talk politics at Thanksgiving. Is there a etiquette approved way to do it? Or is it can't be done? I don't know. I feel like there's, here I go again, seeing multiple sides. Uh Maybe it's a thing where it's very important to you to explain to your loved ones why something is important to you. Okay, sure. In which case I understand that and have at it. Okay. But sometimes we're all just getting through being together. (laughs) Right. Yeah, just showing up and being in the same room. Is enough. You just got to put in two hours and leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. So it's which of those things is it? Right. I was thinking about this and I was thinking if you were going to initiate the conversation about politics, I think you have to issue an invitation. So ask for consent. So like, I'm interested in your thoughts about wearing pink on Wednesdays. Right. Would you indulge me? And then ask. If they're like, I'm not talking politics, then that's the end of that. Right. If you are baited into the conversation, then that's a little harder. Yeah. So you either just shut it down. But I guess if you wanted to talk politics, I think the only way to do it is you can only talk about policy, not people. Yeah, that was about to say that. I think it's very important to talk about an issue. Right. Yeah, no parties. No proper nouns. No people, but just specific policy problems and then our ideas for how to solve that problem yes. through policy. So it would be like, Social Security is running out of money. Do we think that's actually happening? Right. Do we agree on that fact? Right. And then do we think it's a problem? Okay, we agree it's a thing and we agree it's a problem. What are our ideas 
for what to do about it. And then we can have a conversation about that. Yes. And I think as long as you understand that you are not going to change anyone's mind. Right. Ever. This is just about understanding where someone's coming from. Right. And you don't try and change people's mind. I think you probably can actually have a very constructive, interesting conversation. Yeah. About politics. Because it could be something that you really care deeply about. And people do. Yeah. And oh, for example, like I do a lot of volunteer work with uh, for the troops and I try to do stuff with wounded right. warriors. Have you not been in Iraq? Yes, I have. That's crazy. It was, you know, it was so it was an honor to get to go. Oh, sure. And so I feel like an issue I could bring up mm-hmm. no matter who, what company I was with is oh, this is an important issue to me. And, you know, you know, we have troops coming home who need and it's not. Uh, partisan and it's just an issue that's mm-hmm. important to me that I could discuss. Right. So I think that's fair game. But I wouldn't come in on it like this is happening with these people and this is this person's fault. Not if I wanted to discuss why something is important to me and I wanted to have an, if I want something to go well, I would come at it as a, as the idea of something. Right. So if you're just mad at your family and you want to go in and start a fight, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a different agenda. And I know those people. Right. And sometimes there's a place for that. And I've been those people. So I guess in general, the rule, don't talk about it, still valid, still a good one. But I guess if you're going to, I guess, try and be respectful. Right. Because there are a lot of topics that are important that we all care about that we want to talk about. Yeah. And I do agree with what you said. Talk about the issue, not people. Another important thing we want to talk about, flowers. So (laughs) (laughs) flowers, flowers. So our next question is, I heard that it's rude to bring a bouquet of flowers wrapped by the florist, not in a vase when going to someone's house for dinner. The idea is that the host has enough to do without finding a vase, filling with water, little packet, etc. So should I bring them in a vase? Should I come earlier with the wrapped bouquet, drop them off, offer to do the work myself? How do I deal with the flowers? So yeah, it's rude to bring a bouquet of flowers to someone's house for Thanksgiving without a vase. But actually, I think flowers in general, not a great hostess gift. I do think, though, that people are just trying to be thoughtful. And so we don't want to make people so anxious that they don't do anything. Yes. But I do think there's like if you do get flowers, I think you should offer to cut the stems and put them in the vase. I think if you do do flowers, you got to bring the vase. Because I think especially at Thanksgiving, that kitchen is full you don't want to get in the way of the sink. You don't want to ask your host, like, where are the vases? Like, none of that. So maybe bring a cactus because it's already in those little cute cups. And comes in a vase. And it comes in a vase. Right. So it's already taken care of sure. and they don't have to water it very much. Right. So bring a cactus. Yeah. But I think you don't want to bring cut flowers that are just cut flowers. And I think don't bring flowers at all. Come up with something else to bring. And I think what is nice, though, send flowers the next day as a thank you. Oh, like do that. Yeah. So but uh, if you are going to bring flowers, then you should at least bring them in a vase that's ready to roll and do not expect the vase back. That's a gift. That's part of the Oh yeah, that's a gift if you're doing that. I also think that if it's a close friend, I would feel comfortable being like, hey, I brought these flowers. I was going to put them in your vase. I know where the vases are. I've talked to them before. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, if you've got a casual vase relationship. Yeah, if you have a casual vase relationship. Then that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But if you don't have a casual vase relationship, if your vase relationship is more formal. Yeah. Then act accordingly. Yes. And you know what kind of vase relationship you have with your friends. Yep. What kind, of vase, what kind of vase relationship do we have, Leah? Well, I feel like it would be a lot of pressure. <laughs> I would clearly bring a vase. Okay, good. Our next question, when should I arrive and when should I leave? But I wouldn't bring flowers. I want to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. Great. Yeah, flowers I find very stressful. And I feel like I have, tr- I mean, I have trouble just keeping them alive and like, where do I put them? Yeah. Our next question is, when should I arrive and when should I leave Thanksgiving dinner? I feel like we should always ask our host, what time would you like me to be there? Yeah, I think the standard dinner party rules apply. Because some people I've noticed 
have very different times of when they do Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. You've got like the one o'clock dinner people and then you have like the eight o'clock dinner people. Yeah. And everything in between. Yeah. And then also it's good to know, like, is there five hours of like cheese and crackers before dinner? Right. Is it like, oh, we're actually like, there is no cocktail hour. We're just going right in. So you got to really want to get a sense of the pacing. Yep. For sure. Because different people have different Thanksgiving traditions. So I think it's just ask. But if you're told a time, then that is the time. That is the time. We're not doing a fashionably late thing on that time. No. And you There's should, too many dishes being managed. Right. And so you should plan accordingly. You should arrive early. Just, But do not arrive at the house early. Stay in your car. Okay. Walk around the block. Like right. Under no circumstances do you ever arrive at a party, especially one with food, before the appointed time. Okay. You know this rule, right? Yeah. Okay, good. You're just saying, okay, like I've just taught you something new. No, I was and just going to say it. Me. And then I was going to say all the times I've broken it, but it was with permission. Well, if it's with permission, have you it's really because, broken it? No, I haven't. But I'm saying if it's like a close friend and you want to catch up and you don't know everybody else is coming, you're like, can I come early and gossip with you and I'll help you? If you've got a great base relationship with yes, this friend. This would have been a person you have a great relationship with. Then have at it. Yes. And it is true if you were hosting Thanksgiving, and these questions are not really about being on the host side. You're on your own for this episode. But- if you are hosting, you should be clear with your guests about what you expect from them. Yes. And you should also invite the good close friends to come a little early so that you can have a buddy before like the more formal guests arrive. Okay. I think that's nice. Um, when can you leave? Because we get a lot of complaints from hosts being like, my guests stayed forever. I was already in my pajamas and people would not leave. So when is the right moment to exit a Thanksgiving mm. meal? Because it's a little, it's a longer meal. And also, oh, it definitely isn't. Sometimes people play a game afterwards. Yeah, sometimes there's like the board game moment. Yeah, sometimes there's the flag football game in the backyard. Yeah, my, uh, you know, I call him my boyfriend. He's my fiance. So I know if you at home, you've heard both. I just the word fiance. It's I, only one person. She doesn't have two one of these person. people. I just but I have no trouble judgments. with the word fiance. I, so I stick with boyfriend. Love um, her. He comes from a big football family, so they always watch. The, you know, and I mm. come from a family that didn't watch television at all. So he'll be like, "Oh, they're staying for the game," you know. So people would stay until the end of the football game mm -hmm. and then i'm in the other room playing board games yeah i think there is a moment where it does become clear that it's time to go but i don't think it's a problem being like hey i gotta get up i'm gonna put my jam jams on thank you guys so much i have to get up early on this day off i have tomorrow yeah there's never a day off we all have to get up and work always okay <laughs> Yeah, I think you just want to be mindful of the subtle social cues that hosts give guests when they want you to leave. Yeah. And they always give those clues. Absolutely. Like if they're changing into their jam jams, <laughs> yes. you got to go. That's the time. Mm -hmm. So go. Our next question about hostess gifts. What should you bring? So we already talked about flowers. Not a great hostess gift. But what should you bring? They may want you to bring a dish. Yeah. But if they have not specifically asked you to bring a dish, you cannot bring food. Oh, really? Definitely not. Well, you oh, have to bring something. Well, so the number one host complaint about Thanksgiving guests are guests that bring a dish when they were not asked to bring a dish. And then on top of that, the dish that they bring requires something in the kitchen. Right. Which goes back to never give somebody work. Right. So like now you need space in my oven that has a turkey in it. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's turkey in the oven. Right. Remember that. Right. So do not bring a dish. And if all you... the burners are being used. <laughs> right. So yeah, don't bring something that requires warming up. But if you want to bring like a plate of cookies. I think only if asked, do you bring food? Really? Yeah, especially on Thanksgiving because like the host has it locked down. That's true. Okay, I And understand. so if you're not asked to bring a certain item or if you ask like, oh, would it be fun if I brought some cookies and you do not have permission to do so, then like you, can't, you shouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of other things you can bring. Like, I think it's nice to bring a candle. I was going to say a candle. And I would also say get a soy-based candle in these era where we're all being aware of what we're 
taking into our lungs. Okay. So no paraffin for you. Don't get a candle that we all know causes some illness down the okay. line. So, uh, to shell out that $10. So beeswax. Yeah. Soy. Okay. Something not chemically. Right. Okay. So don't kill your hosts. Yeah. Slowly in 40 years. You know, and they, have, they have some real cute ones at like Bath and Body Works. Okay. With like seasonal... Yeah, pumpkin spice. Yeah. So a candle is nice. Board games, if that's sort of part of the tradition, if yep. like we're going to be playing games afterwards, like bring a game, that might be fun. Also, I, if you know the host, sometimes you know that they love a thing and then you could just give them that thing. Yeah. Thoughtful gifts are nice. Yes. Maybe some hand soap for their bathroom. Sure. I like the good soap. Yeah. So there's lots of things you can do that are not like a casserole. Yeah. But uh, I have a friend who's a very good hostess gift giver. Okay. She shows up and you're like, you're just so thoughtful. People who are good at it are very good at it. Yeah. It's a real skill. Yeah. And it's one that more people should have. And wine is always a totally fine gift if your hosts drink wine. Right. I think that's also always fine. Whatever you do bring, never have the expectation that it will be used or opened at the meal you're at. Yeah. So if you bring wine, you bring a board game, you bring a box of chocolates, like do not expect that this will be opened. I also always say, you don't have to have this now. This is just for you for whenever. Right. So they know that I know. So there's no pressure. Correct. Yes, there is no expectation. Because the whole goal is to make them feel... Not anxious. So I'm going to be like, I don't want you to think I think that you need to use this now. <laughs> right. So you shouldn't have to say that because it's implied that that's the etiquette rule. But it's nice that you know that they know you know the rule. Yeah. So great. Yes. Okay. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes. And now you see how the title is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also so much is going on in this town. So much is going on. We already, we start at a 10 and then yeah. we keep going up. But I will say the lead, she is so good. She's unbelievable. Why are they better actors over there? She is incredible. Yeah, and just, yeah, the way the storytelling is done and the way it's shot, like, oh, it I, it, it got me. It got me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. so glad. I knew you would love it. I was like, this is great storytelling, great acting. Also, I sweat. I break a full sweat in that show. So you out there, check that out and check out all the stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for you. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I am loving getting to pick my Books of the Months. Is that the appropriate way to pluralize it? I'm loving getting my Books of the Month, but for multiple months now. So Books of the Months. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about... A civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this. <laughs> you know, love happens. And you out there, you're going to love <laughs> Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code Pedals. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code Pedals to get your first book for just $5. Our next question is more of a rant from someone in Maine. <laughs> You're neck of the woods. I wonder if I know them. <laughs> Probably. And there's only four people. So please do well, a show. Well, I'm gone. So there's three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Touche. Please do a show on the totally annoying question guests ask, how can I help? Why don't you just start doing the dishes? 
So she goes on and is like annoyed that guests just sort of ask what they can do to help and but are really just in the way. Right. Uh, and are sort of getting in the way in the kitchen. And this letter writer would just rather you relax with a glass of wine, start an interesting conversation with the other guests so I can just get done with what I need to get done so I can join you. So like, this is the sentiment, like stay out of my way because you're actually not helping. Right. So I agree. She is totally right. This is actually an obnoxious and is counterproductive. I get where people are coming from. They want to offer to help. But also, sometimes you don't want to touch people's stuff without permission. Definitely in a kitchen, for sure. Right. So that's why when I say when people, how can I help? They want to be like, can I touch your stuff? Right. So I think maybe a happier question would be, hey, do you want me to cut up those onions? Definitely. Yes. Get specific. If you get specific about it. And also read the room. Oh, I see there's an onion on the cutting board. Maybe it needs chopping. Maybe I'll ask if you would like me to chop that. Yeah. Oh, I see all this cheese over here. I see a platter. Would you like me to put the cheese on the platter for you? Yeah. That is very helpful. But yeah, just to sort of vaguely walk into the kitchen, get in your way and be like, what can I do? Yeah. Not good. Or to walk in and be like, did you need something? You know? <laughs> right. So I totally agree that guests should be more mindful about the rhythm of sort of what's happening mm-hmm. and sort of like see if there's an opportunity to be useful. And if not, stay out of the way. Right. And this letter writer makes a very good point that like your obligation as a guest is to be a good guest, which involves socializing with the other guests. So if you're in the kitchen, like being in the way, you are now leaving some other guests in the living room, like alone. Right. So it would be much nicer if you just like grabbed a glass of wine, talk to that person. Made yourself at home. Yeah. So valid. Our next question. I'm gluten free and vegan and I've been invited to Thanksgiving dinner. What do I do? I don't eat wheat and I'm often embarrassed by this. Embarrassed by wheat. I just feel like I I don't want to make things high maintenance for people. Okay. So what I do, you've seen this, is I say it. That Mm -hmm. way I say, I'm so grateful to be invited. I would love to come, but I don't eat this and I don't want to give you any extra work. So can, do you mind if I come and I'll just bring my own thing or can I, I read the room. Mm -hmm. I don't want that person to feel like they have another job. Right. But I, if I do want to be there. I just let them know that and that it's not their responsibility. And I would still love to come and, you know, I'll bring like a, some beans. Some, some beans. Well, and I think it's nice. You should offer to bring something for everyone to share. Yeah. Be like, oh, I don't eat wheat, but I make a great three bean casserole. Would it be nice if I made enough for everyone? Yeah. And then that's just like what you eat for the whole meal. Yeah. But then you've made it enough. And you don't make it their job to feed you. Right. You bring stuff to share that what you can eat. I think that's a nice way to do it. Yes. I think you got to disclose early. Oh, yeah. That would be right at the beginning when you got the invitation. Yes. Hey, thank you so much for the invitation. Blankety blank blank. Right. So I think that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. yeah because you shouldn't say no to something that you don't want to be a part of because quite possibly your friend has absolutely no problem with you not eating any of their foods. Right. And they I just th- want you there. Right. And I think you should just eat first and plan on eating afterwards if you're still hungry. Yeah. So like you don't make your friend cook everything for you. Right. Yeah. So that's a pretty easy. That's easy. You didn't have to write it in this question. Easy peasy. No, I think that people feel like they're, are they a burden? Yes. People don't want to feel like they're a burden on their hosts. And I think it's absolutely fine just to say, oh, this is, you know. Right. And that's not rude in any way. No. Our next question is, I'm atheist and my family is super religious. They say grace before dinner. Do I have to join them? Are you at their house? You're at their house. Then yes. Yeah. Absolutely you do. Yeah, it's not going to kill you. No, just close your eyes and bow. It's fine. It's not. And even if you said the words, Elman, I think you're not going to die. Yeah, if, 
I think it's polite to do whatever is whoever's home. Yes. I think etiquette in general is about respecting the traditions of wherever you are. So that's like if you're at a Shinto temple in Kyoto or you're at your parents' house in Kansas, the local rules apply. Yeah. And so if the local rule in your house is like we say grace at dinner, then like you're going to say grace. Yeah. It's not like they're being like, hey, the we're going on a fox hunt and you have to shoot an animal. You know what I mean? That would be like, oh, I don't really want to. Then that's a different situation. But that's actually a very interesting situation. Like. What is the etiquette if you're going on a fox hunt and you would rather not kill an animal? I think you would just say I don't want to go on a fox hunt. You would just decline. Yeah. And is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I don't know what the rules are. We'd have to fox look that hunts. one up. Might have to I look really that jumped one up. to a full thing. I'm just <laughs> saying like, you're just saying grace. Right. We've had people over and I always say grace because, but I know that a lot of my friends don't say grace. So I do can we go around the room and everybody say one thing they're thankful for? Mm. Which is not making people say grace, but I do like to have a moment where we are grateful. Although that does put people on the spot. I don't care. And I don't think that's polite. Well, then they don't have to come over. Oh, you can't say something you're thankful for? You can't be thankful for something on Thanksgiving? (laughs) Well, do you tell people that this question will come up in advance or you just spring it on them? Oh, I spring it on them. Wow. I don't think that's... You're also welcome to decline. You don't have to be grateful for anything. I also don't have friends that way. Okay. If you can't be grateful for something in your life. I mean, I would come up with something, but I would want to think about it. Yeah. I think I'd want a little time to prepare. I want something witty. I'd want something sort of sharp. You just be like, I'm thankful that I'm here with friends. Boo. Really? I mean, I want something better than that. You don't have to be better than that. It's just a moment. I have very high standards for myself. It's a moment to just have a moment where we're just thankful. Okay. That's fine. I'm not bringing out my hymnal. <laughs> okay. Which, but you could if it's your house. And I could if it's my house, but clearly I can't because you're saying I can't even do a gratitude circle. No. What I take issue with is that you're putting your guests on the spot. I find that's the issue for so me. So do you think I should email them in advance and be like, we're probably all going to go around the room and say something we're thankful for? I think you could. That could be part of the invitation. Yeah. Or you just say what you're thankful for and then that can be it. I mean, it's like giving a... Okay. I don't think I've forced people to do it. I think how it's been presented has been, I'm going to say something I'm grateful for. If anybody else wants to, this would be the time. Okay. I'm not like, you're next. I never <laughs> do that. Nobody's forced to participate. But everyone is in the spirit. But and I want it. to take a second to say something I'm grateful for. And, and if think, anybody wants to jump in, they can. Yes. But I'm not like, you're next. You're next. You're, I don't do that. Okay. This is not, you can hide in the back room. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's the, it's just the putting your guests on the spot. I don't love concept mm. but it's a very nice thing that you're doing so i'm conflicted about it okay <laughs> <laughs> our next question is i don't like turkey i think it's dry and flavorless do i have to eat it no well here's I, you the could thing. put a piece on your plate and then move it around until it disintegrates you do have to take what my aunt calls a no thank you helping See, I won't take a no thank you helping of like peas because I feel like it contaminates the rest of the plate. Really? Ugh. But they don't impart flavor. I smell them. Oh. I think it will be noted if you don't take a major element of the Thanksgiving meal. Like, but I don't understand why people are taking it personally. Like if you came over and you didn't have turkey, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm hurt by this. I think some hosts do take it personally. Like I just spent six hours making this thing and now you don't even want it. Yeah, but what if you just hate turkey? I think you, you have all the sides. And I think we would all agree that the sides are the best part. Well, true. Oh, turkey is terrible. Yeah. Like Across no one board, likes turkey. I, I do, mean, if, if you do I a do, survey, no one likes, likes turkey. It. No. I do like some dark meat. Sure. There's at least fat and flavor in that. Yeah. But white meat, I mean, just put sandpaper in my mouth. Right. Yeah. There's no good way to do it. Yeah. No, it's just, it's the 
Turkey Industrial Complex has convinced us <laughs> turkey that we must have turkey at Thanksgiving. But I, I don't really see why do we have to eat things we don't want? Because you are a guest in someone's home and they've served you something. Yeah, but they've also served you a bunch of other sides that you could jump in gleefully. I think you got to take a little of everything. How about if you, okay. Yeah. I mean, because you're a guest in their home. You can take it and not eat it. You can take it and you cannot eat it. Yes. Just cut it up a little bit so it looks like it was... Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm so full. I just ate extra of the stuffing because it was so good. Well, no one should question you why you still have turkey on your plate because that's also rude. That's true. So everybody has their part to play. Right. But I think you do need to have turkey on your plate. Like as, as things are passing around, you can't be like, oh, no turkey for me. No. no you think Unless you it's just, peas and then all bets are off. Got to eat the peas. No. Got to eat the peas. I don't even want them passed in front of me. Wow. It's that visceral. That visceral. So this actually moves into dietary restriction. This is, I don't eat wheat and I don't eat peas, mm. right? Yeah. This is needs to be peas. I can't eat wheat and I won't eat peas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next question is, am I allowed to take leftovers? Should I bring Tupperware? I don't even know how to answer this. I, uh, it really, this goes back to the original question, which is, you know, your vase relationship. Right. I have friends that for sure show up with Tupperware. Oh, for, for sure do. Because we, we know there's going to be stuff mm-hmm. and then someone's got to take it. Yeah. You know your relationship with a person. Yeah. I think it's a very provocative move if you don't know it's okay. Yeah. If you don't know the person and it's like a it's like a friend through work and you show up with like a three part matching Tupperware set. <laughs> right. That's a wild choice. Although I do appreciate using the brand name Tupperware, which is my preferred brand of resealable containers. I do feel that we can use Tupperware for a general Sealed container or... It's true. The Tupperware people are not very happy about that. Oh, you think It's no? become generic now. Interesting. No. It's a brand name. It's a Tupperware brand resealable container. But yeah, if you bring something in a plastic container and you have not been invited, that's pretty... That's amazing. What you could do if this is a long game mm-hmm. is ask what food you can bring. And I think that most people are going to say, oh, bring dessert. You pack that mm-hmm. in Tupperware. Oh. And then you move it to a plate uh-huh. that you've brought. And now a serving we platter. just happen to now have. You, yeah. Oh, there's a large Tupperware container that probably your host will be like, oh, you, why don't you put some uh, takeout oh, with that? Oh, clever. Oh. That is a long game. That's a good game though. Okay. Okay. So this is, a, you found the loophole. Yes. You found the loophole. So do that. Love it. Great. <laughs> it's also, you know, economic. How is it economic? You're just making it Because you're not buying dinner the next day? No, I mean, it, uh, it more in like a utilitarian. You're helping them get rid of some of the stuff that was in the house with something that you've already... This way they don't have to loan you Tupperware mm. and then you have to bring it back. You're, you're doing really just them helping a favor. your host. You're considerate. Great. And our final thoughts, I think you got to just remember no cell phones at the dinner table. Oh, no, definitely not. And send a thank you note. Yes. That's it. And it doesn't matter who's hosting. It's a parent, friend gotta send a thank you note yes so do that well thank you leah thank you nick and thanks to you out there for sending in these great thanksgiving questions i feel like we're all gonna have very nice thanksgivings now i think so too because thanksgiving could be fraught oh it's very stressful right i also think that you should feel free to just stay home and have a day with yourself if that's what you really need you know if that's what you want on thanksgiving go for it so we all need a catch-up day you know you get a lot done on thanksgiving yep it's true people can't message you work stuff yeah so if you want to take a me Thanksgiving, me, uh, my, what's the? Me. Me's giving. Me's giving. Me's giving. I guess that's what it would be. All right, that's what it is now. If you want to take a me's giving, we support you. Yeah. And if you have questions about other holidays, 
like Christmas. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming soon. And I'm so excited. You love Christmas. I love Christmas. Like a little too much. I would say there's never too much when it comes to Christmas. Okay. So if you have Christmas questions, send them in. We have thoughts about them. Yes, we do. And we have thoughts about so many other things. So send them to us through our website, whereyouraisedbywolves.com. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wilde. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or or like in in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wilde. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or or like in in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.